What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, guys. We're back for another episode of The Few Points from Perfect. We are still in Denton, Texas. I do not have my partner in crime. Yep, yep. But I have switched... Uh, I have switched subjects in the interview chair. Oh, boy. <laughs> so now we got the, uh, oh, I got Facebook famous Hoover. I got YouTube famous so-and-so. What What are you, sir? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have not figured that out yet. You're, you're Dirt Perfect's VIP customer. Well, that's a nice place to be. That'd be a nice place. <laughs> so uh, we got, uh, you're, you're known as Farmer Chris. And uh, most people know you from uh, the Dirt Perfect YouTube channel. I, I do, I do a lot of work for you and the family and the farm. And yes, yes, you're you're there quite often. So um, well, there's there's so much to talk here. There's, there's so <laughs> many so many different ways we can go with this yes. one. Let's start off with um, a little history of of Chris and Farmer Chris and how you uh, went from a little kid to a big acre. Well, you you guys do which they probably don't know from my videos, but you guys do row crops, you do cows, Cattle and you also and, do pigs. And pigs, so yes, we, uh, and hay. And hay. We uh, stay very diversified and stay very busy, so uh, ain't much time to get in trouble anywhere. <laughs> so you uh, you pretty much grew up on the farm you live on today. I grew up on the farm uh, right there. Well, I've lived within 100 yards of uh my whole life, either in the old farmhouse or in the new house there. So now you're one of uh, four kids. You got uh, one brother and two sisters. One brother and two sisters. Uh, the brother farms with us. When I say us, it's me and my brother and my dad uh, does the day-to-day operation. Right, we're gonna we're gonna take his train off the track real quick. Oh boy! So, so you're the oldest, right? I'm the oldest. Yes. Isn't it sad how the oldest kid has to pave the way for the rest of them? <laughs> Well, it's been a rough one, I tell you that. Because uh, I'm also the oldest of my two brothers. If I paved the road, it's got some speed bumps in it. <laughs> I'm the oldest of my, I'm the oldest of my two brothers, and I remember growing up, I'd be like grounded for weeks for something, and my younger brother would do it. I'm like, they're like applauding them. I'm like, what the? How'd he get by with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you had sisters. I didn't have to deal with that element. Yes, but. yes, we had two sisters, and we were staggered. It was a, uh, it was me and a sister, and then a brother. Yeah. And a sister. So. so. You, my brother's uh, seven years younger than me. Right, so. right. Uh, so anyways, yeah, you grew up on the uh, family farm, uh, one of four. You've uh, talked about how your, your mom grew up on a farm pretty close to where you're at. Correct, yes. Your, your dad had no farming at, at all. His, his grandpa had a small farm. But we're talking uh, small. Small. I mean, 40 acres of tillable ground right. and 20 acres of pasture. Um, his father went into the uh, furniture industry. Or, uh, I don't know, 
Yeah, I uh, worked at Telsey Chair Factory, which was a very well-known well yes. furniture line. Yes, yes. And he worked in Jasper for a while also. So, and Dad was born and raised in Tell City and did not move to the farm until he married Mom. And which is about, what, uh, 30, mi uh, 30 minutes, 25 miles from Tell City? 30 minutes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was uh, 22 when he married, uh, moved to the farm. Gotcha. Uh, so, um, <laughs> you uh, went to high school. Your uh, one of your best friends in high school was quite a character. Yeah, we uh, spent 13 years together. It's uh, K through 12 as uh, the now the longer Wade. Yeah, the the one, the only, the we famous, was, the uh, loud. We were joined at the hips all 13 <laughs> years. Uh, inseparable locker partners. Uh, lived at each other's houses on the weekends. And uh, we done it all together. I, I try to explain this to people over and over again. You've known Wade actually longer than I've known Wade. But whether Wade was in kindergarten or Wade was sitting in that chair next to you today, he ain't changed one damn bit. No, he's not. He is full of it. <laughs> he is full of it and wide open. So. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. Uh, you never know which direction his brain's going to go, which makes yes. him a lot of a lot of fun to be around. So. Um, but um, and and you so uh, throughout high school you worked at the sawmill a lot. I wasn't even the high school. It was actually uh, fifth and sixth grade, maybe. Really. Um, the sawmill is only. Four miles from my yeah, house. Yeah, I was going to say, you live. So the school bus went past the sawmill, and I'd just get off every way. You know, I made a quarter an hour playing around sweeping floors. You know, me and Wade probably didn't get too much productivity done. But So were you saying we it, was an excuse, it was an excuse just to hang out? Yeah, yeah, it was an excuse. But also, I mean, I still looked up to Phil and Joanne as a, oh, as yeah. a boss, you know? Yeah. You, know, you had no choice. Operation. You had no choice with Joanne. I mean, that, that, there's yeah. no other option. No, you know, I had the option to go at home and hop on a tractor and farm. Right. But maybe sometimes I was at the sawmill through the winter, you know, in the farming off season. So, so you're, uh, you're, you're obviously your mom and dad got married. You're out of high school now. Uh, your dad, your dad has got into farming over the years. Yes. Uh, when he married mom, he was told he was going to farm. Right. Yes. Uh, Mom's uh, mom and dad give him the ten acres, the farmhouse. Then he felt obligated to have to do some work to get that paid off. Um, mom was a secretary at a local business, the Moser Crestone. She worked there twenty six years. I think it's worth mentioning your dad is a is a bullmaker welder by trade. Yes, he actually started at Maxon's, the, the shipyard, shipyard there in yeah. City, and then the union come in and pulled a bunch of them out, I think, and went to bullmakers trade working in powerhouses um he was on the road a lot you know yeah. he'd leave uh mom and us kids home and be gone for two weeks traveling right um on an outage or whatever and, and we was trying to scrape up we didn't have a whole lot you know but but we had a hundred hogs you know and eight head of cows and a few crops you know and we just so over the years while you guys are still kids even though you're helping on the farm, what did your dad manage to uh, build? I know you guys got into the hog business. He picked up some row crop ground. You were kind of just growing in all three directions slowly, weren't you? Yeah, I want to say the hogs took over first. Um, in 1995, we went from uh, dirt floor to two confined feeding operations buildings. And they hold uh, 1,300 head each. Which you still operate today. They are still operation and still in pretty good shape, you know, for being 25 years old. Right. Hog manure and ammonia around. So, And then um, I'm going to say mid, mid to late 90s, uh, mid to late 90s, Dad started picking up a few 
farms to really and mid to late nineties. Your uh, sophomore, junior year, yes. somewhere in there. Yes. But uh, dad farmed with my grandpa, and then we also had a neighbor there. So all three farmed together. Gotcha. Uh, grandpa and Elvin uh, row crop together, but they had their separate hogs and separate cows. Gotcha. So I mean, if we would go cut hay, hey, we're gonna go cut Hel- Elvin's hay today. There'd be six hay bines in this one field. I mean, that's we did his. Which is which is kind of the old school way of farming. Yes, yes. And then, you know, tomorrow Grandpa said, "Okay, I'm gonna do my twenty acres." So we'd all go do his. And Dad had ten acres of hay. You know, enough to feed eight cows. So right. We definitely did uh, our share of the work, but it was it, it was, was a combined, we, we was it was combined, combined family. And and uh, Elvin Sprinkle was not family. But you know, he yeah, was but a neighbor. He, but yes, yeah, he wasn't. Times. Technically, blood family, but you guys viewed it each other. It was family, right, yes, right, yes, correct. So, when did the um, so you graduated high school and you didn't go full time on the farm? You went a couple different directions. Yes, uh, start off with I uh, went a full year at Purdue University. I didn't even know this. Studying uh, agriscience, you know, whatever. It didn't take long for me to realize a farm boy don't belong, <laughs> even though it's a farm school or farm college, right. That's not the avenue I wanted to go. The Chris Temple uh, puzzle no, piece didn't fit in. No, there. it didn't fit him. Um, and to be honest, uh, Purdue actually sent me a letter not to come back the following year. So, <laughs> so not only did you not fit, you didn't have an option. Yeah, I didn't have the option to go back. So, <laughs> well, that was nice uh, having least waste you know, paper on you. Traveling from home to West Lafayette, you know, there's three and a half hours. Uh, didn't go to school, so, well, let's go another hour and a half. So I lived in Chicago for six years. Which baffled me. Yes. Uh, I was a union sprinkler fitter doing uh, construction. Which, for people who don't know, sprinkler fitters is basically the sprinkling systems inside commercial fire, buildings. Fire protection. For fire system. protection, yes. Yeah. Uh, the first day we pulled on a job in Chicago, nobody was on the job site. We, the GM, was in the trailer. And I said, Where'd everybody go? Well, they went home. Well, what for? We dummies, the windshield's 55 below out there. <laughs> We come to work. We're going to go work. So we start setting up. We're going to go on job site that you day. Know, and I think that has something to do with the farm mentality because you didn't have yes. a choice. If, it, if cows you had, need to be fed, you had the cows chores had to, had to be done. Yes. Because uh, I went to college in Indianapolis and I went to work for Lowe's and receiving, and it was kind of the same way. Yeah. You just showed them to your job. They always joked at the just send the farm boys just over there. Send it'll, the farm, boy farm boys in. It'll get done. So, you know, we, you know in that style of my life, Harry, we, we live in an apartment. Worked there five days a week. We drove home to Perry County On the every weekend. weekend. Uh, the fortunate part is I had four other brothers, not my brothers, four guys that were brothers, neighboring county working with me. So, so there was five of us traveling in this crew. Gotcha. Um, and the big building up there, you know, we put up a 62-story high-rise building uh, from the basement all the way up. I uh, got in on remodeling Midway Airport. And remodeling Soldier Field was a strong really? bear's place. So it was a. Uh, I'm glad I went. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't think, plan on going back, but it, it's an atmosphere I think people need to learn. Well, yeah, I, I think so. I, you know, I kind of uh, compare that to my time at the uh, dealership and even at Lowe's in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I knew it's nothing I want to do for a lifetime, but the experiences and the people I gained by doing yes. it, I still apply to stuff I do today. It's yes. um, definitely appreciative that i went down that road even though i know it wasn't the end game road. Yes, i guess yeah. so and yet um, i think some kids come home to the farm and don't respect 
their boss, which will be a family member. Right. You get off farm, you know who a boss is. You know yep. how to get scolded. You know how to learn and pay attention and, and, and go at it. So. Right. You know. And sometimes making, working outside the farm also makes you appreciate the farm. And also, while I was up there farming, my dad and my farming operation had went from 20 acres to 600 acres. So you're growing. So, you know, I'm coming home on Friday nights. I'm up all night Friday night. All day Saturday, Saturday night, four o'clock Sunday, we hopped the truck to Chicago, and I ain't been asleep yet. <laughs> and praying you had good weather while you were in town. Yeah, and praying we had good weather, you know, while we was in town. So after that, uh, I decided my own bed was worth a little more money. You know, I, I turned down good money to come home, and then the farm kept expanding from there. So this is what the 2010-ish range. 2006. Six. Okay. Yeah, by so, the time I come home. So I, I know, and, and we can go in and we don't have to go in great detail yeah. about this. So would, I guess 2006 was your first attempt at being a full-time farmer. Yes, that was my first attempt to help dad. He's still bowling making also. John's still bound. I don't know if he's in high school or college. Yeah, yet he's getting time. ready to cross over and go into the dealership yeah, world. Yes, yeah, so we was all farming nights and all farming weekends trying to get. So at least I come home and I can get some work done through the day. Day, day operation so all right so you i mean you were full-time on the farm for a couple years a year and a half year and a half and and uh checkbook started getting a little empty well, yeah i don't so, know how to uh we had a podcast with josh harris talking about our simon harris uh, operation and i think there's a lot of similarities here and it's the troubles of scaling up yes i don't think i think people underestimate how difficult that is to do well every time you gain 100 acres 150 acres there's another hundred and fifty thousand dollar piece of equipment's going to be bought to get right. it done in a timely manner and then you got to figure out a way to borrow the capital to plant yeah. that and then hope it you know and, hope the, every- and the way to pay for this is get more ground right you know we need more income now yeah and it's and they don't always go proportional no they don't <laughs> go proportional <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. I wish I had a, maybe I need to get, draw some line graphs or some charts or something. But uh, I guess the point of that conversation is the scaling process. There's a lot of similarities, whether it's farming or construction yes, or, yes. or whatever the business is. So uh, the, the, the point of it is if you're looking at scaling your business, just do some well, research. Be ready and, for some speed bumps. And, and, and have a five and 10 year plan because yes. it's going to take a while to get where you're going. So yes. full time on the farm for a couple years. And, uh, uh, yep. The uh, we contract raise hogs. Let me correct that. Our hogs. Yeah. We don't own the hogs. We just own the buildings. Get paid to raise them. But uh, even so though they, you rent your barns, yeah. you're still hands on with we them. We do the labor. Yeah, you're still we hands still on do with the labor. So the integrator we had pigs in there. Trucked his own pigs. Trucked his own feed. Lost the driver. Hey, would you be interested in, in driving my uh, truck home pigs? And your, and your checkbook said yes, I would. And then my checkbook <laughs> said yeah, I'll give her a try. So. Um, off to the trucking world, I, we, the farm had already had a semi, so, so you were familiar, with we it. were familiar with it, but we weren't long hauling, you know, yeah, we truckers. were within a two county radius, you know, so I'm driving a, uh, a freight liner, century class cab, double deck hog trailer. And I'm a super trucker now. <laughs> uh, you guys can't hear this, but just, Officer Hoover's in the background literally laughing at And him. I'm just bum-fuzzled. Every pickup, every semi ever owned had a stick shift. And I get in this semi and it's got an automatic transmission. <laughs> Where's my gear shifter? 
So uh, I went full steam hog hauling. Um, the the farm and row crops is back on Dad and John. Now was and John this, was John full time on the farm or was he still at the dealership? He's still at the dealership. Okay, so yeah. basically, or all, he all, was at college maybe even yet this time. So all three of you have all farm income now. Again. Yeah, yeah, and you all three have other jobs and farming's back to being a hobby. Farming's back a hobby again. Okay, but we did not lose no acres. I mean, right, we're still still a decent startup farm, you know, for our area. And uh, so I hauled hogs for um, a year and a half, uh, running wild and uh, be get careful, Officer Hoover be to, I was gonna say be careful what you say get you Officer Hoover put his earplugs in here yeah. you know <laughs> when you gotta run three log books keep up you know it's, <laughs> it's a full-time job uh, Hoover can you backdate tickets <laughs> <laughs> had farm plates on it though oh you're exempt you're good yeah, buddy. Exempt. you're good yeah yes. you're good yeah you're good <laughs> so I uh, I hauled hogs for a year and a half um we come into harvest that year we knew we had a good crop well, we, before we had you, a lot to harvest. Before you get off of that, well, I mean, again, would you say hauling hogs was a good experience? I mean, there was still something to be learned there. Yes, yes. Uh, if you ever think you want to be a truck driver, go crawl in your closet and shut the door and sit there 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> with it's pretty fake, lonely in there. <laughs> with a fake gear shifter. Yeah. But no, uh, you know, the farm harvest was coming. I felt... I could be used better at the house. Right. And at the same time, this this farm I'm driving for, I mean, the last week I drove for him, I left the house Sunday morning. Wednesday night, I had 84 hours of drive time in. Ooh. And I just said, this, That's I enough. can't do it. You ain't getting me no help, you know, and it ain't going to be me. And, and a load of livestock's not like a load of uh, drywall. Correct. Well, they're on the trailer. You better it's be rolling. It's time to go. You ain't yeah. going to stop. And the, and the loads kept just stacking up. I mean, we, you know, there was days I had four or five loads a day on. There was, you know, and we got a load coming out of Minnesota every Tuesday. I had figured out I could leave the house, go to Minnesota, get loaded, come to Evansville, unload, and back home in 23 hours. It was about 1,100 miles. So it was just a lifestyle. Yeah. I didn't want to do it at that time anymore. So. But it helped pad the checking account. Yes, a, a bit. lot of good money come in off of that. So place. it kind of gave you, I guess this would be your second attempt at full-time So farming. I'm back farming again, second attempt. And um, approximately how many acres at this point? We're around 1,000 acres. 1,000 acres. And then you still have all the hogs? Still have all the hogs. Now, has the cattle started growing at this the point? The cattle has started growing. That The Elvin Sprinkle had developed Alzheimer's and was in a nursing home. His family wasn't ready to sell the farm, get rid of the farm. So our family managed his, his cattle, cattle operation for him, his cattle operation hay. Which and, is uh, approximately how many head? There were about 80 head of cows up there. So there's a lot of mouths to be. Yes, there was a lot of mouths. So. And at this time, Dad's considering retirement, too. So Well-deserved, I should say. Yes, yes. So uh, Dad actually retired in 2010. Okay. So now we've got him, and he retired at 55, so he still had a lot of work, yeah. life he, in yeah, him yeah, on yeah. a farm, you know, so. Um, he, he's fortunate enough, you know, with the Bowlemaker, you retire at 55 yep. and make a good pension and make a good living to help support him and mom. So, and at this time, John's probably into the John Deere dealership. Yep. Um, he ventured off to Vincennes University for a two-year John Deere um, schooling and then went into um, the Jasper John Deere dealership. Right. So now I've got my mechanic <laughs> on hand. <laughs> You know, dad's at home helping right. doing the feeding, and I come home 
and we're going to go now. So it's go time. We're, it's gonna, go we're, time. we're, we're big time farmers, buddy. Yep. So uh, we give her a try another two years. And I ain't that my checkbook was needing it. But you seen the direction it was going. I've seen the direction it was going. I had a sweetheart deal thrown in my lap to drive another truck for a local, an out-of-stake trucking company yeah. that had a, a, a shop in, in Kent County. Basically, they brought long-haul loads in, and then you were shuffling to offload. Yes. Uh, we got a Wapaka foundry in the county. Um, they used a foundry Coke, which was coming out of Birmingham, Alabama. The drivers were pulled up to the yard in Troy, Indiana, and dropped the trailer. So I started work at 4 o'clock in the evening. All I had to do was dump six loads and go home. Go home, yeah. And when I started... Which, I, you, which still gave you a lot of time for farming because a lot of yeah. your farming's not done early in the morning. Correct. Especially row crop stuff. Well, this is 4 in the evening. Oh, my bad. There's a lot of four farming the, done there. Yeah. <laughs> but when I first started, we could get those six loads dumped by 8 or 9 o'clock. Yeah. And I was in bed by 10 and ready to... Go well, ball well, fire the next day, you know. And you had some supplemental income. Yes, and supplement income. So we was making it work. Um, and then about, you know, I've done this for about two years. And 9 o'clock in the evening got to be 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. morning. And then I'm up at 6 in the morning farming, getting to work at quarter after 4 when I should have been there at 4, you know. <laughs> I'd burn the candle on both ends again. And, uh, yeah, you need something to have to so, get. So we've done this for a time period. And, uh, now, are you still gaining on. acres? and We're still gaining acres. Um, I'm going to say when we, when I was doing that, we was up to about 1,500 acres. So, and and uh, it's, uh, that don't sound like a big jump, but in the farming world, think about 500 acres. That is yes. a big. Yes. And at this time, you're trying to get your name out there, so it's not 100 and 200-acre fields. It's no. It's five acres here, 10 acres when there, I, 30 acres there. It's still yet today. I'll come you know, when we get to the end here. Um, John worked out a sweetheart deal with the dealership at the same time. He got off May and June, October, November every year. Gotcha. So he got off out of so planting he, and harvesting. He got out of work at uh, planting and he at home for harvest. And he was only working four tens. This is about time some of the gas started hitting four right. fifty. You know, he's driving an hour. He talked to him, you know, hey, can I go to four days a week to save my trips? So, um, I quit that trucking operation, and and that's my last off-farm job yeah. I've really had since then. And so. this was 2015, 16? <sighs> 14 area. 14 area, man. Yeah. Gotcha. So I've been full-time farm for six years with, uh, I don't know, John's probably been full-time farm with us probably four Sweet. years. It time flies but when you're having fun. <laughs> so would you say it's the best six years of your life so far? No, no. <laughs> but you know, current to date, you know, we're two thousand acres of row crop, right? right. Three hundred acres of hay on top of that. Um, you know, we got the two hog barns. We're doing some a uh, different labor intense operation right. there. We're not raising just fat hogs no more. Right. We're actually a gilt development unit at this time. Um, hundred head of beef cattle. We're backgrounding calves. We got our own feedlot for cattle. Gotcha. So, I mean, we're getting spread out. So. Right. And back to the 2,000 acres is I've got 65 landowners on 2,000 uh, which acres. Which is just mind-boggling. And, and my average field size is 10 or 11 acres. Which is just. So, there's a lot of folding. I mean, we've got big, fancy, fast equipment. Yeah, but it's. But we're a lot of moving. Sometimes it takes you longer to get into the field than it yes, actually does the yes. plant or harvest it. We're, uh, you know, from the house to the south, about 22 miles. 
we're 13 miles to the west and we're almost 25 miles to the east. So That's crazy. Yeah, a lot of road time in here. So, um, 2000, what was it? Probably 2016-ish. 16 or 17-ish, was it in there somewhere? You Probably met this so. You met this guy, Mike Simon? Yeah, uh, our local community was building a new church. Um, Simon Harris Construction was going to build it. Uh, Josh Harris was our pastor at the time. Right, which was my business partner. Which was your business partner. So uh, we needed to haul out. Several truckloads of dirt from the new building site. Yeah, yeah, that uh, this was a, a, a pretty good sized commercial job for Simon Harris. The building was uh, was a fifty by hundred, probably so. Yes. Uh, ICF structure, all the way up. Yeah, and um, it was built on a slight incline of a yep. slope, so we probably hauled fifty to sixty truckloads of material out yeah, there. Yeah, Dad come home and said, "Hey, we're hauling dirt home, <laughs> and uh, we need to use your trucks." And I said, "No, I ain't hauling dirt in my city." <laughs> Yeah, so whose trucks got stuck on them? Uh, Simon C&E. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's when, I think that's when our relationship really Yeah, and I, I guess time. I should point out that um, we had probably knew who, like our families knew each other. We had mutual friends. We knew who each My other My dad was. and your dad went to school together. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's so, not like we didn't know each other existed. Yes. We just we never just, had a reason. We just didn't contact Yeah, we just didn't have a reason to sit down and talk. You know yes, what I mean? correct. So, uh, yeah, anyways, I'm down there doing work for the local church, the local community. Yep. Um, I think halfway or two-thirds of the way through the job, you approached me about possibly doing some work on some, the farm. Some other farm work. Yeah. Yep. yep, and that's kind of where we took off on that. So. Yeah, and I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I probably worked for you for uh, off and on for maybe a year, year and a half. Yep. And then uh, I, uh, I showed up one day with a camera. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, at that same time, you know, why I had to approach you. You was juggling several jobs at the same yeah. time. You didn't know. Yeah, I, I, maybe that was the start of Simon or Simon Harris going down. Well, it, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was the start, but the writing was definitely on the wall. Um, at the time that you approached me, I was a hundred percent committed to the construction company Simon Harris. Yep. Um, ninety percent of the excavating I work I did was for the construction company, mm-hmm. but I still had all the equipment. But I, I but I was starting to kind of put some feelers out there mm-hmm. and, and and get my name out there and, and pick up more excavating work outside of the business because I kind of had a feeling which direction we might yes. be going. Yes. And uh, and I'll be honest with you, um, you know the work I was getting from you was kind of a I don't know if you want to call it a sign or a little bit of a comfort zone of. Hey, you know what? I got one good customer There's already. There's a need out there. There's a need out there. Yeah. Um, and you knew you know a lot of people in the yes. community. You you had already gave me other leads. I've worked for yes. other family members, other landowners. And I thought, you know what? I, if I go that route, it was kind of it was kind of the the insurance. If I go that route, you've kind of helped prove that. Yes. Uh, you know, staying busy is not. Not, not Fortunately, I've never had an issue staying busy. Well, I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so, but I, but I knew if I did that, yep. hey, we we can probably do this. So, yeah, we, so yeah, I I didn't do near the amount of work I do for you today because I'm still doing the yes. construction company. But I was, you, you know, filled in the holes with me. Yeah, and, and yeah. we hit a couple decent sized jobs here and there, and yep. hit a bunch of small jobs. You had a previous excavator as a family friend, and. Yep. He was excellent at starting jobs and not good at finishing. So finishing, we got we yes. got a lot of stuff uh, kind of loose ends wrapped up. Yep. Which I should say, uh, Wayne's a good friend of both of ours. Oh, I know. You know, yeah. we're not saying yeah, I nothing. Still talk to him. Though. Not saying yeah. anything bad about him. It's just, uh, and he's he's a great operator yeah. and a great guy. So I don't want want that to be taken the wrong way. But 
and actually you didn't come in with a camera. You no. come in with your cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now we do have a mutual friend, Logger Way. We don't cover this. Yes. And uh, so I, I, my very first video I ever recorded was hauling the 850 to one of your jobs. Yes. And uh, I think I recorded that one and possibly edited it. And then I did a job with a neighbor. Uh-huh. I recorded yep. that one. And I maybe recorded two or three other ones. And it was probably a couple of weeks later. I said, I think I'm going to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> and that, that's pretty much what I got. Pretty much what I got. Horse laugh. Horse laugh. So you're making fun of me trying to be Logger Wade and rubbing it in my face how big a channel Logger Wade had yep. and telling me that uh, uh, you never told me I was going to be a failure, but you, you didn't put a whole lot of stock yeah. in anything happening. Well, I guess that wasn't on my agenda at the time because I had jobs that need to be done. <laughs> you know, and that's where we, that's where I guess I was. Yeah, you didn't to. give two shits yeah, about my camera. I didn't care about your camera, but you know, that relationship is still the same today as what we started. Right. I can tell you a job, point you in the direction, and I may not. You do the job, yeah, and long as leave, and I'm not around. So what you're recording on your own at that time? Yeah, you know, I laugh at you, but I didn't know what you were recording yeah. at that time. Well, I didn't know. either, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Which uh, I guess that is a good point. You know, we've been working together long enough now. I pretty much know where probably eighty percent of your fields are. Correct. So you just—I uh, used to make fun of your maps in my That's early days. That's why I get ready to say if, uh, if you don't know where it's at, I'm gonna get laughed at for my little map with my X's and red lines. So, a lot of, a lot of. Chris is busy. I'm busy. You know, and, and spending a half an hour to go meet and look at a job sometimes was just not yep. an option. So, Chris well, would get on a, on a, on GIS, which is a mapping service we have, okay. and he would draw a little picture and then he'd text me a map. Yep. So this is what you're doing. But sometimes, you know, on the rain, we might go look at six or seven jobs one day. And then when it comes time, yeah, well, I where do. was that job at? So yeah. I can just draw you a map here. Or maybe let's do this a little different than what we talked about. So I draw it on a map. And, right. And I never would have to take, shut the tractor down. Right. Hunting a pickup. Come Stop meet moving. you again. And, you know, teacher always said a picture is worth a thousand words. So <laughs> what's better than I like, a picture? I like your attention teacher better than mine. Yeah, yeah. Every time she drew a picture, it always looked like the shape of an F. I couldn't figure it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, mom didn't like her pictures mm -hmm. either. So, yeah, anyways, um, so, yeah, the first, uh, I figured, well, there was no better job to film than the first couple than Farmer Chris's. We wanted yes. to just film, yeah. film Farmer Chris's, so. In that first year I was filming, I, we were still transitioning out of Simon Harris. And, I mean, I had no clue where YouTube was going to yeah. go. I didn't know how serious to take it. So, you know, fast forward to <clears throat> today. Today, yeah. YouTube's kind of become part of the Chris Temple farm. It is. We're, it's, Whether uh, you like it or not. Well, 99% of the jobs, I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a few of them. You're like, leave the tramer at home. Yeah. <laughs> got the hint, buddy. Got the hint. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's uh, come to accept it. And I actually tell you the truth, I, I grab a camera from you. You know, yeah. if I'm around yeah. with yeah. you, you know, you either hand it or I'm grabbing one. And Which I think is one thing that makes my uh, channel stand out a little bit and I think adds a cool element is, uh, you know, whether it's Hoover or Man Behind the Scenes or Captain Kleeman or yourself or whoever. Yeah. You know, you guys just kind of do it, go do your own thing, and, you, yeah. know, you know, get somebody else's perspective, somebody else's point of view on everything. And, and uh, I think you covered it in your prior podcast. Or podcast. You bring your customers in yeah, to it. Yeah, make them part get of it. Get involved, you yeah. know. And, uh, and, and they all have the same approach. They're shy, and they don't know what to think about a it lot first. Of, I was shy, too. Yeah, and then, then you get them on there, and you kind of, you know, lead them down a path, and, yep. and they go, and they have a good time. So this kind of leads me into the – the second half of the podcast that I want to talk about and go in depth with a little bit. 
And that's uh, being the customer of a YouTuber. And I reminded you a while ago, you give me too much time to think about I this. I know, I know. I'm going to regret <laughs> this. He said, what are we going to talk about? I said, oh, don't worry. We'll just go with it. So, no, and, I, and, and what I've been thinking on, I don't want you to take wrong or no, make no, mad. No, um, no. But there's... Let me let me just. Uh, there's a couple different avenues we want to go here. I just want to kind of yep. highlight. Uh, one is um, the um, you know we get the comments is I hope you back charging for all the time you spend filming or I can't believe all the customers' time you wasted filming or yeah. you know uh, along those lines. So you've been on probably a hundred jobs I filmed at this point. Correct. So I, and I have no idea what your answer is. I didn't pre prep yep. prep you on any of this. So on average. How much time would you say I actually spend filming on a job? Like away from working? Ten percent. You think it's that much? I don't know if it's that much. I mean, it's, I mean, and and because just because I say ten percent, a lot of times when we film is a break time sometimes. Right. Well, and I, you and know, I if think, I'm working with you and I'm knee deep in mud and a top, we're having a conversation anyways. I'm flat and wore out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> let this boy breathe. You know, well the cameras come out. You know. Yeah. I know and which you, job you're talking about. And there's times you get the camera up, and I've never even noticed you had the camera yeah. set up somewhere. I'm like, when do you have time to do that? Or, you know? or, yeah, or I just set it off somewhere, and if we're busier than yeah. H-E double hockey sticks, I'll, that's a time lapse or just something. Just let it sit there. Let, the, yeah. just let it sit yeah. there and do something with it. Um, I, I, You know, I guess it, it kind of varies on jobs. There's some jobs I do, I would say it probably takes little to no time, yep. as long as it takes to push the button. Yep. There's other jobs I do where I do put some time and effort into it. And I'm the one I'm thinking of is the barn teardown yes, video. Yes. You know, you had four cameras going. Yeah, that at was. That time, so. Well, you think it took a long time to film it? You should have oh, edited it. Try to edit it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine a nightmare. But you know, that also goes on multiple different levels. There's a lot of history in that barn. Yes, it was. So you guys didn't mind having the. It didn't do no good to tell the history of it and talk <laughs> about it. So <laughs> I can't believe you burnt the beams. Yeah, the beams. <laughs> I told Chris, I told Chris when we started, I said, we're going to spend five minutes talking about why we're burning these beams. He's like, all right, I get it. I said, I don't want any comments about burning yeah. beams. 700 comments. Why yeah, did you burn the beams? I'm like, did you not watch? No, anyways. No, I don't mind uh, grabbing a camera. Um, and like you said at first, I'm shy. Didn't do much with it. But but honest, honest opinion, have we been on a job working together and you're like, I wish you'd put the damn camera up and go no. to work? No. I mean, has that ever crossed your mind? No. Or are you thinking... I, I hope he's not charging me for that time. No. Because no, to your that, point, never... what time I spend filming, we yep. don't need to break anyways, yep. or we need to have a conversation anyways. We're talking about something, making a plan or something. Or, or getting a plan together. I have never, on that, I have never felt the camera has slowed us down or I'm paying for something. Right. I shouldn't be paying for. Okay. Um, I guess the next one uh, I want to go down is uh, Chris Temple and Temple Farms has got a lot of exposure they never asked for. Has that been an um, issue? I like people. I yep. just don't like neighbors. So <laughs> if I can get out and travel and, and expose people, right? you know, that's fine. If that's the way I can communicate with people, especially when we're going through this coronavirus time right, right now. You know, we don't do a lot of – we, me and you get, you know, do our normal things. Right. They really slowed us down. But you don't – I don't get it out and talk to the people I normally right. talk to. You know? Right. And I don't mind, you know, you can call it riding on your shirt tail or whatever, but, uh, you know, these, I wouldn't be on a trip like this right no, now. No, I wouldn't call that at all, but, I mean, being involved with the, with the circle of what we got going on, yeah. it does open up opportunities. Yes. Uh, there, there's positive and negatives to everything. I mean, fortunately, I don't. 
think you know you don't have a lot of people reaching out to you or bugging you or yeah, trying to come no. visit the farm or anything like that. No, but, I haven't. But the flip side of that is you've been able to go to Vegas with us. Yes. Uh, you've had some benefits of some of the yes, sponsorship yes. stuff I got going on. And, and the YouTube has not changed anything because even you know my brother um his wife and his brother-in-law's sister or his wife you know we can go somewhere and i've been around enough right i'll stop and talk to somebody anywhere i've seen my seed corn salesman in vegas (laughs) you know like do you not go somewhere you don't know somebody so you know the youtube world hasn't changed because i've always if i see somebody or i'll talk to uh talk to that door you know if i have to yeah my wife tells me i can talk to a brick wall and still <laughs> yeah. be good at it so. so you know the youtube it's always i'm always stopping and talking to somebody anyways whether i've right. met them prior to this or prior you know with the youtube stuff so nobody's knocking on the door knocking me down bothering me right you know i go on right um, right so uh what i mean what's some of the other i know you've got some things you want to say so what's some of the other pros cons thoughts or uh you know things that maybe i yep. don't even think about well, you know, at first when we started this tile project, mm-hmm. you know, it's a two full day project. Yep. We're wrapping some hours up in it. Yep. We've got a loaner machine out there. Yep. I'm getting charged full rate for it. <laughs> wow, boy, he is breaking it in. You're charging for the operator. Well, and it ain't the operator. And I sit back and like, dummy, it's his business. That's his perk. That's his benefit. Right. Let him take it in right. that's what he's done it don't pertain to me i didn't do nothing to help you get a free track hold you, know? you did provide a few jobs i provide you know that was the first you know thought man i can't believe he's charging me full rate for a loaner you know he ain't gonna wear no but that you. is a i mean that's an uh, that's a that's a great point you know and you're getting lots more demo equipment you right. know you're taking all these jobs i don't know if they think that too or if they even know it's a demo you know it, well I, you know so this goes along the lines of well, I don't think it's any, a secret that you're making money off your video on the job. You're making money off the job. You may yep. have a loaner piece of equipment on the job. And, you know, my, my simple answer to that is, is yes, I understand. I get all that. Mm-hmm. And from somebody that don't understand it, it looks like that on the outfit. Yes. Yeah. But the flip side of that is it's 100% free, free to start a YouTube channel. You got a lot of time invested. You know in, what I mean? And, and the effort I put in to building the channel to the point of where that stuff is a viable options for me yes. to do. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm justifying my time that I invest into the channel. Correct. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I know. That's why I said like, you know, he's worked for that. That's his reward. You right. Know? He, he don't have to pass that. They shouldn't no. have to pass that. It, but it's a, it's a good, um, it's a good conversation to have because yeah. Um, I had a sponsorship deal with Hyundai, yes. which is what you're talking yes. about. We were able to use it for, I don't know, probably 40 hours on your project. You a, yeah, we quite a bit up there. Well, you actually done two projects on one. Yeah, 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 there, yeah. And, and, and did a job for the homeowner as oh, well. Homeowner. And, um, yeah, I didn't have anything on my end, but to answer your question, yeah. I'm, I'm justifying my time that, I, you know, the thousands of hours I put into put building this YouTube, YouTube channel That's your where payment. it is today. Yeah. Now, the flip side of that is, is my channel's grown, uh, revenue's grown, stuff like that. There have been jobs, and you've been the recipient of yes. one recently. That hey, if, if you let me film that, yep. I won't even charge you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where you see it at. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's you gotta. I guess as a customer, you should never expect that. Yes. Um, 
but from a business side of me, yeah. I got to recognize, you know, this guy, he may be a, yep. a percentage part of it, yep. but he's still a part of helping me get where I'm at yeah. And, yeah. and providing content. And uh, I don't want to say it's a fine line to walk, but it's oh, a, it's, it's a, and I don't want to call it a gray area. It, it, it but ain't a gray area. It ain't a fine line. It's just, I had to sit back and think about it. You know, from right. my first thought to sleeping on it. Right. You know, I was mad at myself for even thinking something so stupid, you know. But, you know, the the, the other side of this is I don't know all the financials of your business. Yeah. You don't know all the financials of my business. And to go into the podcast we have with Officer Hoover, there's always two sides to every story. Yes. There's always two books books oh, down yes. through there. Yeah. So, and, um, yeah, and, and I, you know what? That was my first major sponsorship. Yes, it was. was and, awesome. I, and I don't know. I don't know, you know, if that opportunity comes around again, that may look different. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? That well, I mean. you know, if I'm wanting to take capture or something like that, you're trying to talk me into YouTube <laughs> channel. You know, I can do it. The opportunity for me is there. You yeah, know, and, and, and I, I have I, I have I have had customers approach me. Well, if you film this, do I get you know royalties off really? this? No. And uh, my, my answer is no, but you know, you got a phone and you got an email address. So yeah. if you want to film this and put yeah. it on your own channel, I Go will help it. you. Yeah. I will help you 100%. Yep. And then if they proceed to tell me they don't want to film, I say that's fine. Are they, yep. are, are, or if they keep pressing me on revenue no, or getting I'm paid, I just say that's fine. We don't have to record this one. You know, it, it, we've grown accustomed to the cameras. I mean, if you come to one of our jobs and you ain't got a camera, I'm going to be disappointed. You <laughs> I, know, I have to tell on Farmer Chris real quick. Is he? I don't, I don't know when this podcast will come out. So yeah. They may or may not have seen the video, but... He called me the other day. He said, uh, we, we got to come by and stuck in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, uh, I said, all right, of course, I was in the middle of getting ready to pour some walls. had oh, a lot going on, but I knew you, you know. And uh, and so I said, all right, what we need to do? He said, I think we can get it out with the tracker. I just need you up here with the tracker. I said, well, give me an hour or two. So about 10 minutes later, he calls me back. He said, are you bringing the camera? Are you bringing the cameras? <laughs> I said, won't be laughing stock to YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I said, I'll tell you what we'll do, Chris. Well, well, let's go one of two ways. I said, I'll leave the camera at home. It's no big deal, but I'm going to send you a bill. Yep. I said, if you let me bring the cameras, we'll just let the bill we'll go. let it ride. So, <laughs> so there is, there is no. some parks. No, I had worries there. I mean, uh, I have a lot of weight, belly up. It was going, you know, and we had done tried pulling it out. Right. So. I was open for anything at that time. Well, and I've always extremely respectful of how I present any customer's problems, any yep. customer's job, any, you know, and, and if there's anything that's questionable at all, I think I've sent you videos to yep. review before yep. I release yes. them. Hey, Chris, you cool with this? Yep. yep. Uh, I, I've done that to other customers and stuff. Yes. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, I'm not going to pay a customer royalties. Mm -hmm. It's just not, I feel like if you go down that road, I've worked too hard for what I got. Oh, they I can agree. do the same thing. Yeah, but I will respect a lot of customer requests. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's. Do you have some that request you not to video? I've had a few. Yeah. And then I've had a couple that were very reluctant with a lot of stipulations, mm -hmm. um, which I get. They had, they had valid reasons. Yeah. Um, I, I can't argue them or hold that, hold that against them at all. Um, kind of getting to the point now is if you hire me, you pretty much know what I do. Yes. Yeah. You're, so, you're out in the area. Your, I hate your to name's say it. out enough I hate now. to say it, but my secret's out. Yeah, your secret's out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm backtracking here a little bit. Whenever I started my YouTube channel, I think you may have been one of the first people I actually told. Yes. 
And I was I was trying to hide it from Logger Way. Yeah, like, I said, won't you tell Logger Way? Nope, about I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I ain't letting him know. <laughs> and Logger Way probably went six or seven months before he even realized. I don't know if he made it that far. He made it a good four months or so before, before he even realized yeah, somebody, he perfect yeah, yeah. or yeah. even had a channel. I think, yeah, he, he ratted me out eventually. And the point of that was I really wasn't interested in the local people knowing I was doing it. And I didn't even mention it to Wade because I didn't. I knew if I mentioned it to Wade, next thing he's going to do, he's going to shout me shout out. You, and, out. you know, yep. I'm like, no, I want to figure this out on my own. If your growth, if you're going to grow, you want to grow on your own. I want to grow on my own, and and of course, you know, sure enough, Wade figured out I was doing it, and yep. and and I, and I have to give Wade credit. You know, he may have gave me the first little yep. kick in the butt to get me rolling, and <laughs> kicking the butt and get me rolling from there. But yeah, I didn't. Uh, I started in November. And I don't think anybody really figured out I was doing it until probably about the middle of March. Yes. You know, and it, it started catching some traction to where I couldn't yep. I couldn't really hide it. And, you know, I'm just a small part of your – my jobs are just a small part of your, your YouTube. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the big so, – yeah. And I watch all your – I mean, 6 o'clock in the morning, every other day I'm watching your video. You need to get a live, Chris. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I'm intrigued with how things work, you know. Right. I don't work that much in concrete. Yeah, I'm in Denton, Texas, learning how. Yeah, well, yeah, that here pumper truck. Pumper you know, truck, like, yeah. Somebody, why are you going to watch a pumper truck? It's it's I'm one lifetime. It. Yeah, one yeah. lifetime experiences. And if somebody gets a pleasure of watching a farming video or on your channel, as I get watching another industry right. on your channel, let's get it out there. And a huge thing, and I think we're both pretty passionate about this. But a huge thing about YouTube is just educating. Yes, and that's what. You know, with the farm, you're doing a lot of dirt work for it, but you're also in our tractors and combines. Well, and yeah, stuff. but even when we're doing dirt work, I'm explaining why you're yeah. having me do that dirt work as far as the field tile drainage erosion project. Control, you know, erosion control and uh, the crossings, you know, the equipment getting yeah. bigger and uh, water supply to the livestock, uh, livestock yeah. and uh, the barn demo for farm expansion. Yep. And uh, we, we did um, a pretty good sized land clearing job for yes, you. Yes, yes. Which well, was uh, two years ago, wasn't very nice investment which i still think even though those videos didn't get a lot of views mm -hmm. i still think that's one of the coolest series on my channel yes because within what eight months <clears throat> we took an overgrown field with trees, trees. brush <clears throat> i mean a junkyard in it junkyard we found everything and everything cleaned it up you planted it worked it planted which i got video of cleaning it up i got video of working it i've got video of planting it and but harvesting it yeah and tackling your dad and tackling dad yeah <laughs> That was Jason works a lot, Dale. Yeah, that was a Jason works a lot, Dale. But I, I don't know. I just Jason uh, was in the cab had wall. How much is it going to cost to put corn yeah. on dirt perfect? So, <laughs> so to paint the picture here real quick, we're down there in the fall. We we, we cleared this property in February, didn't we? Well, uh, March and April actually. We, was it March and yeah. April? Yeah, it was. It's we was fun. pushing. Uh, yeah, in, in the mud, cold. Yeah, and then uh, you planted it May June somewhere. And then we're down there, it was probably October-ish. October, November area, yeah. yeah. So we're down there harvesting, I'm getting some video of it. I'm just, I'm just like, I don't want to say I'm in awe, but I'm like, mm -hmm. this is really cool, you know. It, within eight months, this went from woods to yep. uh, corn, to, uh, the corn's actually in the truck now. So Jason works a lot, tried to come by with yes. you. So you get done dumping in the truck. The Russian the, Jason The Russian works Jason works a lot. I think he learned English that weekend. That I think he did, I think he did, I think he did. So uh, he pulls up. Next thing I know, I look and see the augers over my head. I don't think a whole lot of it. <laughs> I see Jason smile at me. 
I see Chris smile, and then I hear the auger kick on. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Here comes the shower. <laughs> so I, I don't even look behind me. I don't waste no time. I just take off running. Yep. Didn't realize your dad was behind me. I tackled oh, him like a lot. Oh, damn straight to the ground. <laughs> Poor back. Yep. Still haven't lived that down. Nope. But, you know, the your viewers, I think, enjoy it. I've yep. got friends that watch you enjoys the videos you put on there of our operation. The kids... Yeah, and that's uh, know, one thing. Absolutely crazy farmer, farmer Chris has got a lot of beeps, especially yep. in the early videos. I uh, know that's hard for me to do. But um, how about we had to beep yet today? Th- this one here is beep free. Okay. So you, yeah, you okay. you can say words. <laughs> you can say words on this one. But the the point of that was is you got uh, a young nephew. Yes. Um, you got there's and a bunch his, of kids. His little cousins there. His yeah. little cousins. They're in, they're involved in the farm and they yep. really enjoy watching the Dirt Perfect videos. Yes. Um, yep. Just as much because you're and John are on there as I yep. am. Yep. And I just think it's really cool to uh, have a family friendly channel on the farm where you know those kids. Yep. Um, well, you know, there's going to be kids out there that never steps foot on a farm, right? Other than YouTube. You know, the ag population is two percent of our population. Really. So if this is an avenue for me to educate somebody through your channel right. what ag is or or soil control erosion you know well and one thing that um youtube has educated me on and i guess i knew it but not the the vastness of it is a farmer is not a farmer oh you know what i mean you, you can't categorize you got your your grain farmers your livestock farmers your row crop farmers but you know from from welkers doing wheat to the way millennial farms to yeah. the guy to, to the rice tv guy yes uh, the way you guys do stuff, it is so different. Oh, yeah. And you don't have to travel very far to see something done different. Right. A different mode, you know. You know, just from our hill fields to some flat fields in our county, mm-hmm. you know, we're farming totally different practices. Right. Just within a few miles of each yeah. other. So, And, uh, and um, you know, from being associated with you, I've got educated a lot on – you're just not putting seed in the ground hoping for the best. No. Well, I buried money in the ground and hope I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting better at treasure hunting? No, oh, it's pretty good treasure hunting. <laughs> no, and it's, uh, you know, for me, it's a, it's a it's a time struggle, you know. Right. You're doing 2,000 acres of, of row crops. That's going to take a normal family a lot of hours. Right. 300 acres of hay through the summer is a tremendous amount of hay. Not counting, we've got 2,500 dead hogs that takes... Three to four hours a day minimum, right. and you get your cattle, and then we're throwing all three of these businesses or four businesses on top of each other. Well, I would even say, you know, you guys double crop some property. Correct. You know, and yeah. that—that's so that now you're doing straw. Yep. Now we got the wheat and straw in there too. And, and planting for a second time. Yes. <clears throat> um, so yeah, it, it, that goes back to our time management. It takes, podcast. It takes an army to, you know. Uh, you see me step back maybe a little bit from some of the labor because I can do well. I showed you yesterday. You know I can watch. I'm in Denton, Texas, and watching my brother yeah. shell corn on my iPad. Right. Remote viewing into him. You know I can sit back and do some management options. Yeah, you know, from a, a little bit of a distance. Little, and you, distance. Yeah. In reality, you can do the same thing from your office. Correct. You know, yes. thirty miles down, thirty miles down the road. So. So the last thing I want to touch on a little bit here uh, before we wrap this up is uh, you're um, heavily involved with the uh, Farm Bureau. Farm Bureau, Indiana Farm Bureau, Perry and County, or Perry County Farm Bureau. Perry yeah. County Farm Bureau. So just, um, I mean, what, kind of explain what that is, the importance of it, and maybe your, your role in it. Well, I've already hit on that once, you know. It's, uh, we're a minute population, you know. 
So our voice gets quieter and quieter. Right, right. And which quieter. goes back to being the 2%. So, yeah, we got a kind of, we're kind of an organized farm group, or not farm, farm bureau, I think, maybe be mislabeled because I think it's rural development. Okay. You know, we're doing a lot of stuff school stuff we're doing a lot of annex you know stuff you know and why i say this we're a lobbyist group right flat out we're we're a lobbying group we're we're organized voice for rural we, america for rural america we get our voice real loud as a group and you gotta we we travel i mean we're you know as perry county farm bureau i'm uh, been on the board directors there three years now uh come january i'm gonna be president of the perry county farm bureau I've been to uh, State House at Indianapolis four times now. We visit with our politicians, right. express our concerns, and then the same, the Indiana Farm Bureau has sent me to Washington, D.C. twice right. now. You know, we get up there and we get to talk to Mike Braun and, uh, you know, our politicians. Meetings you never would have had a chance to have. Meetings I never would have a chance they give us the opportunity to get our voice heard. Right. You know, they're, they're setting up the meetings. Right. And, I mean, we're just the voice of voice of real America. You know, some people see Farm Bureau as, well, they're just strictly for the farmers. I always thought it was an insurance company. They do sell, there's a side branch that does sell insurance <laughs> off of it. So. But, yeah, see, so it's, uh, there is Farm Bureau Insurance and there's Farm Bureau Inc. Incorporated. Okay. But we are joined at the hips. See, my, what they don't know is my family owned a large insurance company. Yes. So I didn't have no options. Yeah. So shopping yeah. at Farm Bureau wasn't an option. Yeah. But, but, you know, uh, I've got, uh, I got involved with the Farm Bureau here about three years ago. And I uh, really enjoy it. And uh, you it just have, lets, it gives us a chance to. But you see the benefits of it. Yeah. Because, the, I mean, f- face the facts, there's a lot of years without some uh, government subsidies, you probably wouldn't be farming. Correct. Yes. And I like to eat. Yep. And, you know, the products you raise go in a lot of other things other than food. Yes, yes, it does. So, you know, the importance of an organization like that to lobby and and make sure you guys can continue to do your job. Because farming is, uh, I mean, I know a lot about business. I know a little bit about farming, Mm -hmm. but I know enough that farming is a totally different animal than most businesses. Um, It's all Mother Nature. I mean... Mother Nature can mess up one of your job sites. You're right. down two or three days. Right. If Mother Nature messes up my crop, I'm out a whole other year. I'm going right. to wait to give this thing a whirl again, you know. And you've got crop insurance and things like that, but yes. it's not the same as raising a good crop. No. The big big bushels. And as far as row cropping, marketing is 50% of it. Right. you got to get that thing marketed You guys right. got that kind of figured out. And, and we've, we've done a very – we've improved over the last two years. Uh, so one other thing, and, and we did a podcast on uh, community involvement and stuff like that. I, I consider Farm Bureau community or government yes. involvement. Yes, uh, The other thing that um, that you've kind of got me roped into, and, and you deal with a lot, is also our local 4-H chapter. Yes, I've been uh, – I'm a 10-year 4-H'er. I've uh, been involved with the livestock. Our county has the, uh, a livestock committee, which we oversee all the livestock, you know, for the 4-H. Right. I've been on that board ever since I, I graduated. I've been president of that board the last eight years. Um, I skipped out one year, three years ago. I was president of the whole fairgrounds committee, seeing gotcha. the whole grounds. Um, 
And now, currently, I'm back president of the Fairgrounds Committee. That's whenever he's like, hey, they're perfect. Could you build us hey, a motocross track? You want to come build a motocross track for us? But no, I have sat on the Fairgrounds Committee, the Livestock Committee, and the 4-H Council, all three at the same time, which is three meetings a month. Right. And uh, it takes time. It does. Yeah. You know, it, it don't matter if it's an hour meeting. It may take three hours yeah. to get that meeting accomplished. And yep. uh, Jason, like I said, <clears throat> mentioned Jason and I did a whole podcast over community involvement and the importance of that. Mm-hmm. And me and you are both involved in a lot of things. Yep. Outside in of the, the community. In the community. They outside kind of work of, with each other. Outside of our business. And neither one of us do it for any personal monetary oh, gain. No. That's not no. why we do it no. at all. Uh, but. I mean, I said, and I would personally encourage people to get involved. Yes. Yeah, anyway, there's we're begging for people. On there's, Every board's probably begging, you know, in our county. Right. And every county, there's probably and, a spot for you to get involved somewhere. And, and that mentality of one person can make a difference, or one person can't make a difference, oh. is the yeah. farthest thing from the truth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen the difference you've made. Yep. And you're one person. I think you've seen the difference I've oh, made yeah. some stuff yeah. I do. Oh, I'm yeah. one person. Uh, I've seen the difference other people have made. They're one yep. person. So you may not be able to – one person may not be able to do it all, but one person can organize yep. a group to do it all. Well, uh, I think that's how me and you mesh maybe so well together. You know, we're we're hardworking. We're both running businesses. Your Our businesses overlap at times. Right. We're both involved in community service. You know, I think at the end of the day, we both just see the bigger picture, not for the county or for the state or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I know you don't have kids, but one of the reasons I'm so passionate about being involved is I want my community to be better than what it was whenever I grew up for for my kids. You know, if they want to move to England, more power to them, I'll help them move. But I want where they grew up to be a viable. Yeah. How many many people say I grew up here and I can't wait to get out of here? Oh, I know. You know what I mean? And there's nothing to do in Perry County. There's nothing to yeah, and then you know I'd say two thirds of those people leave our county to come mm-hmm. find out that you know maybe the grass they isn't greener on the other side. So <laughs> you know, like one of my driving factors is I don't want them to be ashamed of where they grew up at. And uh, uh, add on to my community service is I'm uh, secretary of the Perry County uh, Beef Cattle Association. Which I didn't on, even know we had, but that's yeah, cool. And then I'm on the uh, I'm a volunteer fireman for the Central Prairie Fire Department. Now I don't get too involved there. I don't go to the training meetings and stuff. Right. And I'm not a hotshot fire hose. Go in that, but yeah, but you're. I'm there at the end when it's time to clean up and roll hoses up a right. lot of times. Which and mess around. It's just like fire. the trash guy. Somebody's oh, got somebody. Everybody needs that guy. So you know, it's a it's a it's a time balancing act is what it comes down to. So. um are we going? I didn't get it on video, but uh, you had a little incident that involved the fire department the other day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you gotta use them sometimes. <laughs> Chris called me the other day, he goes, Man, it's a it was a bad day. I said, A bad day for you is usually a good video for me. What happened there, buddy? <laughs> no, I was uh, a shelling corn um, that morning, and actually, we switched farms and we smelt smoke which which ironically i was doing a job for you and i called you i said hey are you at the other farm you said no i'm about no, yeah. about, about 10 acres from getting up there yeah. i said well i'm probably gonna miss you because i had a few hours to kill yes. at the end of the day yeah. I said I'm, I'm gonna miss you i'm just gonna head on yeah. back to derby you, you should have stuck around i should have stuck around <laughs> but we smelled smoke when we moved farms and uh we stripped that combine down and couldn't find nothing moved next farm probably shelled 10 to 12 acres i get to the end and turn around 
Somebody has set three or four little fires I down the path. I can't believe they did that. I'm like, what is, who's setting fire? Where'd that come from? <laughs> I jump out of the cab and flames shoot down the back of the combine. So. Oh, that had to be a heart stopping moment right there. <sighs> it about caused my heart to stop. <laughs> <laughs> this boy can only move so fast and do so much at once. Yeah, you got the, uh, you're running. You got the phone to your ear trying to call 911. That you get three counties oh, away. Yeah, yeah. And the fire extinguisher's up by the engine compartment, so I'm trying to get the ladder down, get up there, and get it. It was interesting. <laughs> but no, it's not on video. So, to, yeah, to uh, recap, you got the machine out safely. Yes, minimal and, damage, very minimal Yeah, minimal damage, damage and the, uh, the fire department showed up and was able and to get the, the field, field out. Yeah. So um, We actually finished shelling. You know, we continued shelling that evening, so we was able yeah. to adapt and overcome. De- definitely dodged the bullet there. Yeah. So, All right, Chris, well, we'll wrap this thing up. I guess, uh, would you have any... Um, any advice um, on any of the above, especially the, um, I guess, being the customer of a YouTuber or what to expect or expectations or? You know, if uh, if Dirt Perfect's, Dirt Perfect's going to show up, there's going to be a camera there. Yeah. Um, you will not realize the camera's on most of the times. Um, I, I guess that's one thing I'm trying to get at is I think a lot of people think we have this big elaborate TV production and we got, you know, we uh, spend hours setting up cameras and we have people following us around and boom, you know, like what they yep. see on TV. It's not the case at all. Man. My, my camera's in my pocket most of the time. Most time, the only time I really see you videoing is at the beginning of a site and the end. Yeah. With the drone. We yeah. do a flyover. Here's the beginning. We go and that's one elbows reason I, in and, and go at it and then you fly the drone at the end. That's one reason I don't use the drone a lot during the videos because it does slow me down. It takes me time to put it up, but I don't have the time. My first goal, my first and foremost goal is to get that job done as fast, efficiently, and safely as possible. No, I mean, like I said, if Dirt Perfect's going to show up, most of the time you don't even have to be there. Um, You're not even going to know the camera's on. Yeah, and if you're not on the job, you're not worrying about me over screwing around making a video. I'm not worried about it one bit. The job gets done, and it's done right. You know, that's that's why I keep calling you. You're on speed dial. <laughs> well, we uh, we definitely appreciate the work and uh, appreciate you letting us film. And, uh, yeah, appreciate everything. Like I said, we've we've known each other for a long time. We've pretty much become good friends here in the yeah, last, last, last couple of years. Four years, so. yeah. But, uh, years. well, thanks for being on the podcast, sir. Yeah. We need to get you back on here with longer weight at some point. I'm sure you two got some stories. Oh, we got some stories. We'll have to have the volume control on his bike. I've been ready to kill him several times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And as always, we will uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.